Claus here. Come Santa Claus. Yes, oh, sort of. Wow. Ish. Man. What? What's that like? Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Happy New Year's, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Festivus, uh, Winter Solstice. No, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck all that. This is Trash House Street. Trash House Street. What's up? And we celebrate Devil's Christmas. <laughs> okay. The most evil holiday of the year. <laughs> Because we're about rock music. Oh, okay. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. And this is Trash South Street. Yes. What's up, dude? How was uh, your Christmas? Oh, delightful. It is a few days after Christmas. Yes. Or possibly three weeks after Christmas, depending I when you're here. Tried, yeah, that's true. I thought your cookies were delicious. Yes. Mm, yum, yum. Period. Anything that happened to me, we'll discuss over the course of this episode, I believe. I would like to relate a story from before Christmas. Though. Oh, okay. And this haunts me. Mm, it's a true story. 100% okay. true story, and it visits me in my nightmares. Okay. So I was at work making a... That's not the scary part. Oh, okay. it, it's a different... It's an existential <laughs> scariness. So I was at work. Yeah. Sitting on the toilet, making plop plops. Ooh. Playing... Brown Tetris. Uh, I was playing two types of Tetris, yes. <laughs> and I get out... And hand to God, there's a gentleman standing in the bathroom by the sink, slowly eating a donut. (laughs) It was a jelly donut, I swear to God. And it wasn't even like some shame-filled, I'm a dirty, dirty girl, (laughs) and I need this donut, and I'll get spanked, and I'll get thrown out of the Broadway musical. No, this person slowly and deliberately... Eating this donut, relishing every bite, like a cow mm. chewing its cud. Was he like, you know what goes great with jelly donuts? Mm. Shit. <laughs> and let me tell you, I don't, I don't want to brag. Was this guy? This is a fun. What if it was you outside of you eating the jelly donut? No, trust me. When I left in that toilet, no one's <laughs> eating anything. So what about you? Um, well, you were over my house. Yes. For the seven fishes. Yes. And I thought that was fine. It was good. Mm-hmm. It went off pretty uh, easily. Yeah. Um, then we did Christmas at my mom and dad's, and that was fine. That's yeah. About it. Mm-hmm. About you, other than the I just turlet. usual, usual hate-filled <laughs> microdrama. Cool. And so I worked yesterday, and mm-hmm. we got our new work T-shirts and hoodies. Ooh, Ooh. exciting. Yes. Mm. That's about it. Well, do you want to? Yeah, I guess um, we're going to do uh, our year-end reviews. Yes. But I, uh, I'm i going to re- review a couple things. And that I'll I, review something as well. That I just played Lou. Uh, this fir- the first band is called Cloud Rat, and uh, the name of the album is Pollinator. And this came out in September, and they're a Michigan grindcore band. They're a three-piece, and their lead vocalist is Madison Marshall. And they're kind of a bit of everything. They're grind, they're doom, they're hardcore, and they've been around for 10 long years. They have four full lengths and 11 EPs. And I've never listened to them before. Mm -hmm. I kind of stumbled across them um, in New Noise magazine. And I've been like meaning to listen to them and I just never got around to it until this week. Very glad I did because I thought they were really, really good. Losing Weight is is the first song. It's more or less a barrage of sound, like banging over your head, screamed and growled vocals. Delayed Grief is the next song. Noise, and it goes into like melodic guitars at times. It has a, a doom feel to it. Seven Heads is uh, more of a doom sound that goes 
to more of a hardcore sound. Night Sounds, which I played you, is one of my favorite songs. Almost has a converge feel about it. Has a melodic start, and then it gets like very fast and very angry. Mm-hmm. Wonder, a really cool song. It's cool grind metal, grind core metal song. Really cool guitar main riff going on. There's a lyric that says my like to talk about anxiety and just mm-hmm. never being able to shut your my my brain never shuts off, man. Yeah. The Mad is another song. The beginning reminded me almost of a Touche Amore song. Um, and same with the song Aldila. Aldila. Last Leaf. It's a fast with some cool riffs, some very bleak lyrics of I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe getting older, but it's some very bleak lyrics. Mm-hmm. Biome has this uh, very hardcore feel. I like uh, the lyric, I thought you would like this. My body is porous, filled with the seeds of God's miscarriage. Ooh, nice. I was like, ooh, that's happy-go-lucky. Yeah. yeah, very very, very doom. Um, and that, I think that biome might be the longest song. That or it might be Luminescent Cellar, which I played for you, which starts off this very like slow metal, mellow guitar going on for about a minute 30, and then the, voc- the vocals kick in, and it's like this heavy plotting drums and guitar. And then it goes more into a doom metal song. It's it just it, it works really well though. It has so many different like genres going for it in, in just one song. Marionette is a very doom grind core song, and Per Perla is a imagine that another hardcore grindcore yeah. song. One thing I like about this band, like usually grindcore, it's like thirty second songs or one minute songs, and it's just like a barrage of sound. Yeah, and that's not like that. Like most of the songs are around uh, around three minutes, I would say. I just think it's a very interesting release. There's a lot of going on musically in a good way. You have like noise, grindcore, hardcore, metal. It remind me a lot of like Converge and Regional Justice and Rune Man. And I, I really dug it. I think it was really cool. What I heard I liked too. I liked it a lot. It's a lot more doomy uh, than normal grindcore. And a lot more varied, which I did. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Like, yeah, I, I think they did a good job. It, it's more grindcore in the the first maybe five six songs, mm-hmm. and then it kind of starts going more doom, I would say. But it's yes, yeah, it's different. It's good. So, so years ago, and to some extent today, I became obsessed with dick dicks. What is a dick dick? You may ask. What is a dick dick? It's a tiny little deer the size of a large cat, and they look almost like they're like Pokemon. And people keep them as pets. Oh, okay. So I, I was curious. This is 100% true story. Much like Donut Story. I was curious, like, where would one buy a dick dick? Mm-hmm. And I had found, like, a site, like a Usenet site or something. Mm-hmm. What I eventually figured out was it was a site basically for exotic animals. Okay. One day there was a posting for cloud rats. Yes. And it was like they were going for, like, 4000 a pop. Really? And I believe, so I look up cloud rats on the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. They're critically endangered rodents native to Cambodia. Interesting. So this site was like trafficking in oh, highly endangered illegal. and illegal <laughs> animals. Yeah, I never even heard of a clown rat. A cl- cloud clown rat? A cloud <laughs> rat. A cloud rat yeah. until I, um, I like to look up, see if there's any interviews with the band that I could mm-hmm. like use or a bunch of. Stuff on mm-hmm. like rats and rodents came up, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, okay, I never yeah. heard of a cloud rat." Now you have, or a clown rat. A clown—that's a different. They're like, "Oh, oh you all see me juggle?" They're like, they "Have squeaky noses and stuff." <laughs> Incidentally, the site at one point they were selling rhinoceroses and elephants. They were clear to say you needed your. Were you on the dark web? <laughs> I don't think I quite like. Maybe the the, the, the early internet. Web. It wasn't yeah. super early though. This yeah. was maybe five ten years ago. Eh, yeah, that's a little weird. But who knows? And then uh, 
those cloud rats were eating a donut slowly and deliberately in the men's room as I took a poops. <laughs> as I took a plopper. So yes, cloud rat, a pollinator. I thought it was really good. I wish I had more time to listen to it a mm-hmm. few more times yeah. to see where it would have landed on my list. Mm-hmm. Next band up, School Drugs, Modern Medicine. I believe it's either... They put out they put uh, they put the record out themselves or it's on indecision. I like it. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, for record label and this was out in September as well, 2019. They're out of New Jersey. Uh, I guess around like LBI Tom's River, so they're kind of around here. And they're more or less uh, New Jersey hardcore or Jersey Shore hardcore. They mentioned uh, a few bands that they took they were influenced by. Tear It Up, which I'm a huge Tear It Up fan, Poison Idea, Black Flag, Down in Flames, and Kill Your Idol. So I'm like, this is up my alley. Mm -hmm. Starts off with Modern Medicine, Hardcore Punk, and it straight is Hardcore Punk. It's very 80s, hardcore, cool guitar riff, more or less taking pills for everything was lyrically about. Has like a little bit of a doom feel for Mm -hmm. a Hardcore Punk song. Pathetic Desperate. Real fast guitars, nervous eyes, very angry and dark bleak. Like you'd have to read their lyrics. Their lyrics are very interesting and clever, but again, they're not they're not happy good luck yeah. lyrics. Nothing grows, one of my favorite songs I played for you. It's like some spoken lyrics in the beginning, um, and then it kind of just has this little more of a metal feel to it, and then there's like some breakdowns in the middle. It very much reminds me of a danger song. Overrated life is another song I really enjoyed. Starts out with some re- reverb, echoey guitars in the intro, and then it goes right into a hardcore punk. I like that there's different like growled vocals. Like it seems like it's male and female. They're dueling off, and it has this like psycho surf punk guitar going in it, into it. It's interesting. Uh, Validation has old old school hardcore sound, Black Flag, Circle Jerks. It has a, the dual vocals. Or no, no, they did. Yeah, I guess it has like two type of vocalists. One's growled, other ones are like very like monotone. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. You'd have to listen to it. Destined Days. It almost reminds me of a Subhumans kind of song mixed in with like Black Flag. Give Me Doubt. A punch of fast guitars and drums. Boom. Wash Away, classic 80s hardcore sound. And Joyless is like a classic 80s hardcore song. Fun in your face. And it ends with these like bleak, desperate pianos. And I really liked it. It's... Classic 80s hardcore punk with a lot going on. The lyrics were a, very, like, were a big highlight. They're very clever and smart, and the music was just different mm-hmm. and done well. So, School Drugs. I liked this one as well, what I heard. I did like Cloud Rat better, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, no, two very solid choices. I wish I had yeah, listened to them yeah. before. I finally got around. I mean, they're a little late because it's September, but like, I, I don't have, there wasn't that much out come December. Yeah, so, no, I was going was back and like ch- checking out stuff I meant to check a few months ago. Yeah. So, yeah, they're... I really like that school drugs. They're really, really good. Now, for my part, I reviewed a documentary. Now, a documentary, Jamie, and those in the audience who don't know, is like a movie, but for smart people. Oh. Because it tells you smart stuff. What is it called? Documentary. Documentary. (laughs) No, humentry. Humentry. Anyway, it's uh, Gimme Danger, which is the Jim Jarmusch. A documentary on the Stooges, mm-hmm. and that's on what Netflix you said. It's on Amazon actually, and oh, I Amazon. didn't realize he uh, he actually made it for Amazon specifically. Oh, okay. Probably why I didn't find it on Netflix. And it just happened to pop up on my, I think, because I had bookmarked uh, Decline of Western Civilization. Oh, okay. So, what did I think of this documentary? What did you think? Overall, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Long, short? Was it uh, about an hour and a half? Okay. It's sort of weird because there's not a lot. There's a long stretch where there's not a lot interesting happening. I mean, the Stooges basically 
Yeah. They sort of form. They kind of all get fucked up on heroin. Yeah. They sort of clean up. They end up in England. They end up in LA. They break. They end up fucked up on heroin for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And then they get back together like 30 years later. Yes. Be a little more concise. It is a story specifically the Stooges, not Iggy Pop's solo career. Uh, so David cool. Boy makes a very minor appearance. A few interesting things I learned. Okay. One, Nico mm-hmm. was there because she was dating John Cale when they were recording their first album, The Stooges. Okay. And they said Nico would just badmouth Lou Reed whenever they got a chance. She'd be like, <laughs> oh, you're so much better than Lou. After the first heroin hiatus, mm-hmm. Iggy's parents bought through a friend who was a pharmacist. Um, they said, quite illegally, without a prescription, a bottle of methadone for Iggy to wean himself off of heroin. Hmm. Iggy Pop modeled most of his uh, dance movements off Baboon's mating. Oh, really? And when you watch it, it's like, it makes sense because you watch his posturing and the way he moves and like, there's something vaguely disturbing about the way he holds his body. And I guess it must be some sort of primal thing. Huh. But yeah, definitely the way he arches his back and stuff, he does look a lot like a baboon. It gets more interesting towards the end when they start getting back together which, because of Velvet Goldmine. The movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, because there was an Iggy Pop yeah. composite character. Yes, it was David and, Slade, right? No, no, it was, um, no, David Slade was like the Bowie character. Yeah. What the hell was his name? Kurt Wilde. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Wilde. Wilde. And, um, I like that movie. Basically, the person who is responsible for get, ultimately getting the Stooges back together was Jay Maskus of Dinosaur Jr. Hmm. And when the Asherton brothers would play with him as tour support, then he started, they started doing Stooges songs and basically it got to a point where everyone but Iggy was doing Stooges songs. Then Iggy is like, let's get the band back together and they got invited to Coachella. So yeah, it was interesting. It was more interesting to watch like old footage of the Stooges. I'm guessing of which there is very little because it was late 60s before everything was filmed. Jim Jarmusch puts a little bit too much of himself in it. There's a lot of other footage cut in, which in part might be because there's not a lot of performance footage. He's like, this is what I would look like. No, not even like that. It'd be like... (laughs) Oops, sorry. Like they're talking about like the Stooges, how they got the name. How did they get the name? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Originally, they were the Psychedelic Stooges. Mm-hmm. I guess they actually called Mo Howard to see if they had permission to use Stooges. And he probably said, listen, kid, I don't give a fuck as long as you don't call it the Three Stooges. But while all this is going on, they're showing, like, Three Stooges, like, comedy sketches. <laughs> and there's a lot of that in the movie. Like, there's an Adams Family thing. There's a lot of weird... So that it's annoying. That part's annoying. So I, I'm very fond of that era of music, that weird, like, late 60s, early yeah, 70s. Yeah, like, MC, like MC, MC5. They so talk a lot about the MC5. Because they were, you know, both Detroit bands. Yeah. And they actually opened a lot for the MC5. It was um, hmm. a delight. I will have to check it out. And then sad because, you know, literally the only two people left alive are um, Iggy Pop. Yeah. And, uh, uh, shit, what's his name? Uh, whatever, Williamson. Yeah, I don't who know Basically the guy who played... So their second guitarist who played on, like, Raw Power, which is the Bowie-produced album. Yeah. Eventually becomes an electrical engineer and then an executive at Sony. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so, and he takes an early buyout and then he goes back to playing with the Stooges. Yeah, that's cool. Which is kind of weird. Imagine some dude just walking around. You have no idea. Yeah, so it was more interesting to see some of those old personalities and see that. But like I said, for the most part, it's really... They kind of record an album and they do drugs. Mm, like every rock they, and roll. He starts to get better. They go to New York. It doesn't work they, very well. 
Well, they they went from New York to London. And supposedly the reason they got back on drugs was Tony DeFries, who was Bowie's manager, mm-hmm. I guess essentially prohibited them from touring their third album. Huh. So they had nothing to do. So he sent them back to L.A. and they were kind of bored. So they started shooting up again. So always keep busy. That's the story. It's the devil's <laughs> workshop or some shit like that. It was interesting. They showed like basically all the bands that were influenced by Iggy and the Stooges. They showed a shitload of bands covering different Stooges songs. Did they show Roxy Saint? Right. No, they didn't. Somehow Roxy Saint did not. <laughs> oh. But it was just interesting. That's like, cool. I, as I said, I'll, I'll check it out. I've been watching a lot of documentaries yeah. as well. Mm. The documentaries. Really smart, oh, yes, I'm smart. So, that's enough of an aperitif, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, let me, um, right before we get into our countdown, mm-hmm. if you like swing music, big bands, stuff like uh, from the 30s, 40s, and today, check out my brother's. He has a radio show called Swing City Radio at swingcityradio.com, and it's free. I think it's free. Maybe. <laughs> you'll find out. Uh, you'll find out. find out. I'm sure it probably is. Does he have it on the back? Um, and if you love that, your if that's your thing, go listen to it. My brother's a big like big band. Like so, big your since... pitch was 30s, 40s, and today. That's what it so says on the card. Place. So he plays music from the 30s, 40s, and 2019. <laughs> like, all right, that was in the mood, and coming up is the new Taylor Swift. <laughs> But yeah, he he's always been really big into like swing yeah. and big band music. Like Glenn Miller was, I remember him playing yeah. Glenn Miller and all that type of stuff back in the day. So if you like um, that type of stuff, go check it out at swingcityradio.com. And he listens to our. He's one of the one people, the persons <laughs> so I, that listen. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to out. my bro. Yeah, yeah. I'll check him out. Cool. Or his well, or his yes. station of music. <laughs> all right. 2019. So first off, Countdown. I thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be fun to review what we were doing at the end of 2018. Okay. So that was 2018 review. So that was um, episode 55. Okay. And what do you know? 25 episodes later, we're at episode 70. <laughs> oh well, well, we you know it's a, busy, it's a busy year. Yes. So here, here's sort of the. Uh, my notes, my takeaway notes of episode 55. Okay. We will not be covering resolutions. That'll be on the next podcast. Oh, okay. Because I still have time. Oh, I had my... Right, okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, what? It's the same as a PD, cut out, cut out the booze and PMA, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Keep hydrated. Uh-huh. Use a bottle more, which no. I do. I did cut out... Um, I don't drink vodka yeah. anymore. I haven't drank, drank hard liquor since mm-hmm. um, Memorial Day, and I... Uh-huh. Won't go back. Uh, I had to meditate more and yoga, and I could be better. Mm. Marathon, if healthy, which did I did. Did you do the Nemesis run? No, I didn't. What's I, the Nemesis I think that's run? what you said, something about the Nemesis run. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I like, keep talking. I believe you. I Read more, which I did. Yeah, yeah. And Nemesis I did want to try this, like, uh, 50K. I want to try to do a 50K, but it just didn't happen. Next year? Maybe, if I'm healthy, maybe. Yeah, right. No? Yeah. So that was the, my 2019 goals. I did pretty well. So episode 55. The most interesting thing that happened in that episode was within the first 15 minutes, the Eagles had clinched their spot to the Super Bowl. Thousand year dynasty. If they take off the shoes. No, they didn't go to the Super Bowl. It was a playoff game. Whatever. 
I say Super Bowl. <laughs> no, they won. The Patriots won the Super Bowl last year. I think you're mistaken. The Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. No, they didn't. They did. The, yeah, they did, and they won. They're they're going to win this year and next year. No, because I listened to it and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it in. But yeah, they. Yeah, it the Eagles are the most patriotic team, so I agree. Anyway, you were sick. I had walking pneumonia. You walking pneumonia with your petunias? Yes, like with my walking petunias. Year. Yes. Your tendon hurts. Which you you made a reference to that your tendon hurt it in twenty seventeen. Which tendon? You said tendon. Well, there's a lot of tendons. I get your Achilles tendon. Oh, 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 Achilles. Ah, yeah. uh, no, it's been actually. So you're all right this year? Uh, well, my hip's bugging me right now. Oh, that's it really is, yeah. You inquired about presence or absence of cookies. Mm, which, which there year, were some. There were. There were some this they year. They were offered. We talked about Windhand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wished I had had purchased the Windhand album and compared it to a milkshake in that you can only drink so much. Mm, yes. And then you get sick of it. Mm-hmm. Now, you did give me the Windhand album. Yes. I did listen to it recently, and my opinion on that has not changed. Oh, okay. They're a good um, band, yeah, but yes, I agree with you. I had an odd obsession with Scooby-Doo in that episode. Okay. Which I don't know why, because I'm not... I like the idea of Scooby-Doo. I like Scooby-Doo. I wasn't a pretty big Scooby-Doo fan. Mm, Okay. I like it as a concept. L7. You're an L7. (laughs) I learned Um, with... I don't think most people would know what L7 is. Yeah. You know what L7 is? It's a square. A square. So if you make a a 7 with your right hand, you know, you take your thumb and forefinger and sort of hold it to make a 7, and then with your... Or wait, your left hand... And with your right hand, if you make an L with your thumb and forefinger and you put them together, it's an L7. You put an L with your left hand and a 7 in your right hand. Well, it depends. You can either way. It doesn't matter. Well, that's the... Whatever. Anyway. You know what? It's not important. Um, it's the journey, not the destination. I'm going to have another beer. You talked about this, your, your theory on Stand By Me. That River Phoenix was destined to get stabbed, which is why he gets stabbed at the end. Mm, I forgot about that. That was a very good point. And our albums of the year, respectively, mm-hmm. were Surfboard. Yes. And the OCs. Cool. Last year, we had sort of solicited this as a topic. All right. Which we did not this year. Maybe we'll do it for the next one. And my brother did point out that for the fourth year in a row, the OCs have been his number one album. Oh. What will happen this year? You can only know. Also, the mix, the sound mix on that episode was really shitty, which I think that was a rush job because of, say, personal issues that were going on at the time. Which brings us to the magical, magical world of 2019. Mm -hmm. The last day of this decade. Well, not last day, but Mm -hmm. the last month of this decade. (laughs) <laughs> the last 2019 what four days is there four days I don't three know. days three um, days left of this decade i'm in that weird days are bleeding into each other because i have so much vacation at the end of the year which i complained about last year mm. grow my, my beard by the way folks growing a big old beard like a hillbilly or so um do you want to what do you want to do we'll go 10 10 9 9 8 8 7 7 okay you want to go first yes Number 10, Cherry Glazer, Stuffed and Ready. Mm, I forgot about Came that. Came out way back at yeah. the beginning of the year. Probably that was our, a good album. Very good album. I had almost forgotten about it. Um, I don't remember what I was listening to. I reviewed something and I got back into this album really hard. It's just really good. It's hard to describe. There's a lot. No, you're not allowed to look. Just good. There's some funniness, you know, some monotone. There's some heartfelt mm-hmm. stuff. Clever. Not a lot to say other than that. I stuffed him ready. The highlight for me was um, 
Wasted Nun, which has this very bouncy do 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 and that's it. That's my number 10. All I have um, to say for number 10. Did you hear Cherry Glazer's um, LCD sound system uh, cover? No, I did not. It's pretty good. I forget what song it is. Mm. Oh, all my friends. I forget, but it, um, I heard it on uh, Sirius XMU oh. or whatever. And it was really, really good. Mm. Check it out. Mm. So this kind of like snuck in because one of my... I've been really stuck on the Drew Thompson foundation song stay i'm yes. obsessed with this song which is in our last episode which was in the last episode so this kind of snuck in there was a couple i almost had x hex like or i had a few mm-hmm. that i really liked but i end up just going with the drew thompson foundation because ah. stay is such an awesome fucking yeah. song the whole album is really really good and it really grew on me so that is my number yeah. one zero uh number nine with a bullet and he should know the Gay Bondage Cowboy Orville Ooh, Peck with that was, his, that was very his good too. album Pony. Yeah. And it was really good. It was different. Kind of a country album with like a little like sort of a shoegaze aspect. Another really good album. Just simple songs. Yeah. Complex themes. Two cowboys boning each other over Ooh, yeah. a, a pan of beans and some trail coffee. Yeah, I really, li- I really like that because he has like that Morrissey, Elvis. Yeah, and he does. He has this really, yeah, like, like introspective. And of course, he's uh, he wears his mask so no one can see who he is. And But we know who he is. A baby Yoda? No. Adult baby Yoda? Oh, we talked about it already in the episode. I know, oh. but I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember his name. He's Canadian, I think. My number nine? Is it Jacques Leclerc? It is. It's Gerard Depardieu. Depardieu. Who's French. He's French, French. So my number nine... Yeah. Slater Kinney. Ooh. I actually snuck that in there. I, it was going to be my number 10. Yeah. But I, I wanted to put Drew Thompson in there. Yeah. I really like the Slater Kinney. I went and bought it uh, on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Victor wanted to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, there was just something fun about it and different. I like the collaboration with St. Vincent. I know a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. I just thought it was different and it got me interested in Slater Kinney. So that's why it made my number nine. Oh. I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> No, I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll be talking about Slater Kinney later. Is that in your? Is it in your top ten? No, really. Okay. I'll discuss. But unfortunately, with Slater Kinney, like, never has more been written out about an album without actually being written about the album. I gave it another listen, and I, I just so I like the me. album. It did grow on me. It would be an honorable mention. The futures here is like, like a heartbreaking song. Mm-hmm. Uh, love. It's a good song. There's a really good song to that album. The the drama involving sort of Janet Weiss leaving the band is just and how it snowballed. See, you're just got too involved in it. With me, I, I was can't. Just like, no, that's the thing is I can't. Nah, and I too. get that. Like it, I had, I went. Lady Tron really was an, a, a big honorable mention because I've listened to that a lot. But I'm like, ah, there's only certain songs where yeah. Slater Kinney. I listen to. I like more than like mm-hmm. four or five songs. Yeah, it comes down to. Mm-hmm. No. All right. So it's number eight. That was number nine. Number nine. You're number eight. So my number eight. They'll tickle your nipple, nick, nipples, <laughs> cherry pickle. Oh, yeah. Uh, weird outsider rock that sounds like it was recorded in a garbage can. Uh, just really like it. Clever. Very stripped down. The I forgot about down. it. Uh, I was listening to it the other day. It started up much higher or lower on my list as the case may be. It just kept getting bumped. Yeah, that's how I, I, there's a lot of good releases and I just came down to how many times I played it. Like I mm-hmm. end up just like wanting to hear it. That's what yeah. I'm, my number eight. 
Potty Mouth Potty Snafu. Mouth. Yeah. Um, I've listened to Potty Mouth like 8 billion times because it's one of my son's, it's probably my son's favorite album yeah. of the year. And it is a really good album. It really it's good very country. like garbage, uh, the band garbage, 90s alt girl group with a little Veruca Salt in there. I, I, I really like it. So yeah, Potty it Mouth like Snafu. The second coming of the 90s. Yes, yes, and they did it really well. What was the, the song, uh, You Can Do It or whatever? Do it, do it again. That song? Yeah. There's a bunch of songs. Well, he knows which of the head to put a whole album. <laughs> My favorite songs are Bottom Feeder, which is the last song, and, yeah. um, the fuck is it called? I just went blank. Massachusetts is a really mm-hmm. good song. But the whole album's good. Mm-hmm. Number no. seven. Number seven, Night of the Worm Moon by Shauna Cleveland. Mm. Shauna Cleveland of La Luz. This is our solo album. a weird album. album. Very weird album, very introspective. Alt acoustic, I guess? Yeah, I could see that. Acoustic folk, or alt folk, or neo folk, whatever you want to call it. A lot of songs about, you know, sort of introspection about her career, her place in life. Also, ghosts and UFOs. Mm. It's something there for everyone. And as I said before, and I said again, it's like an album written by an alien yes. on heroin. Mm, which happens a lot. It's. It's a plot to the man who fell to earth. Yes. Only he's drunk all the time, I think. My number seven is yeah. Restraining Order, which I think I did last you week did, as yes. well. Yes. I just think this album super grew on me. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. I well, I forget the names right now because I didn't write down some of the songs. This World is Too Much has that like Murder City Devil yeah. song. Like I, I throw it on when I'm boxing. It's more of like a workout mm-hmm. album, but I, I think it's really, really good. It's like an 82 style punk hardcore little street mixed in. I, I dug it. Restraining order. Thanks, Mark Zimmerman. Mm. It's real. X-Hex. Mm. Amazing album. It actually made a lot of people's top 10 and top 20 lists, I noticed. It would have been on my top 20, I told you. It, it, was, it of, was hovering around because it was it almost, really, really good it album. It gets put on the album for no other reason than it is an 80s-inspired album that is not New Wave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of a hard rock album with... Um, while Mary Timoney keeps her like her clever lyrics and her, her her unique cadence, they did the best thing possible. Tried something different, but kept their own identity. Yeah, which is hard to do. Which a lot is of times. hard, very hard to do. Yeah, one I might say it's it. Dug it. one of the failings of that Slater Kinney album is yeah. they didn't quite keep their identity. But anyway, I won't malign that album. My it's real. number mm-hmm. six. Yeah, I just saw it's up higher in yours. But Angel Olsen, all Ew. mirrors, fantastic fucking album. Yeah. So when I downloaded it, it like kind of screwed up, and it skips over spring. Oh really? So Victor got oh, it's probably his number two favorite album. Uh-huh. Uh, he got the, the record for my sister for yeah. Christmas, and he wanted to listen to uh, vinyl the other day, and I put on. Uh, he wanted to listen uh-huh. to all mirrors, and spring came on. I'm like. This uh-huh. is an awesome song, but yeah. my iPod just always skipped over it, and it's a really good song. But anyway, that I think that it's a fantastic. You might have like a corrupted thing in your iPod. So going back to good old Orville Peck, there's something wrong with when I play it on my iPod. Like it'll sometimes just stop playing, or or like in the middle of just the song, just shits out every like for garbage. Out. When I play garbage, it does the same thing. It's yeah. old. It's old. So yeah, I think mine's older. I'm starting to have problems with mine. But anyway, but yeah, it, it's a fantastic album. It's an awesome strings. Uh, it's a very well put mm-hmm. together, great release by Angel Olsen. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much from here on up, I, it's just I, I had to number them yeah. of like how often I listen to them. That's my number six. Number five. <laughs> Knife Wife, Ah. Family Party. 
sort of very lo-fi punk mm-hmm. out of DC. Three babies. Yes. And I, re- I recently watched video because re- we had a discussion about how young they actually were. Yes. They're fucking children. They are literally they're like 15, 14. 15. Yeah, they're too. They look like yeah. Goo Goo Gaga babies. Like like fucking Arrow to Wilds. Like I don't know, kids. You should just get the old person game. <laughs> But yeah, it is amazing. I cannot wait for them to put out either a full length or even another EP. Yeah. Um, they were on just, my my honorable mention. They'd be in my top 15. Yeah. It's not higher because of all their uh, teen gross out shit. I like liked them, but as I went, like, making this list, I thought of how many, it, more is like how many times I played it. Uh-huh. Like, I really like Knife Wife. I'm like, when's the last time I listened to it? It's been a while. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of why they stayed off uh-huh. the top 10. Well, uh-huh. They're awesome. Yep. TSO or Tsuo? Tsuo, oh, alright. Is it TSO or S? Tsuo. Yes. Self titled, I love this. Fantastic. Very like 60s, blondie, new wave ish, mm-hmm. um, real catchy. She's the lead singer of um, Boy Toy. Thought it was a fantastic yeah. relief, release. I played it a lot, so. Number five. And I said that was Tsuo. a lot of very Bowie adjacent. It reminded me a lot of. There's some Lou Reed in there, some Young yeah. Cal. Reminded me a lot See, David of Burn. Patty Smith. Oh, Patty group. Smith, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was the big one. So number four? Yes. The Devil You Know, The Coat Hangers. Mm. Uh, very rocking, garage rock album. Listen to it right before you got here. Cool. It kicks, it moves, it shakes. I haven't listened to it. That's, was that in what, April? It was about yeah, a while April. ago. Still don't know if the song Librium is pro or anti-drug, the final mm. song in the album. I don't know. Uh, could be both. I don't know. Maybe. Drugs are good. Or bad. I don't know. I can't keep track. My number four is Fury Failed Entertainment. Fantastic album. It was out a while ago. I'm pissed I didn't get to see them live at Philly Mocha Mm -hmm. because I just got back from Florida. I think it's a fantastic album. I listen to it all the time. America's a great song. song I I constantly listen to it. Uh It's a really good album. So Fury Failed Entertainment. Mm. That was my number four. All right. Three. Mm-hmm. Three with a bullet. Devour You, Starcrawler. Mm-hmm. Love, 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 love this album. They fixed the only flaw I had in their first album, which is they they now have a more... It's sound. It, it, yeah, it's more a cohesive album than a collection of songs. Also pointing out the uniqueness because there's a greater disparity in song type on this album mm-hmm. than there was on the last album. There's one song, so... When we originally reviewed it, Mark played it for me on He Just Has the Record. Yeah. I never bought the record because I couldn't find in my login information yeah, on Rough right. Trade. So I just listened to it recently again, maybe a week ago. Yeah. And I really like it, but I haven't listened to it enough for it really to... Cry Baby? Cry Baby's the last song I really like. There's one song that sounds like Wicked Ways. A little bit. It super reminds sure. me of a garbage mm. of the garbage Wicked Ways song, and I'll I don't know, but mm. yeah. My number three. Yes. Off with their heads. Yes, of course. Be good. <laughs> this album really, really grew yeah. on me. I think it's fantastic. I saw them play live. Out of their their catalog, I think I had this at number three, and I think I would stick there. But uh, it's it's climbing. It's really really good. The more I listen to it, the more I really appreciate it. And it's a really good album. It's different, but not. It kept mm-hmm. it. He kept his identity. Yeah. It's just very good album. Mm-hmm. Solid. Off with their heads. Before I go to number two, <laughs> I would like to say that 
the following bands were screened out of competition. Okay. Means they were not considered for this list. Okay. Uh, two of them because they would almost guarantee spots by their very existence. Oh, One of them because yeah. it's too new. So you said Nick Cave. The highly contentious Nick Cave mm-hmm. Ghostine. Yes. Uh, that Ty Seagal album that came out earlier oh, this year, which I, I really liked. That. Yeah, that was good uh, out. I totally forgot which, about that. Which, uh, like, it's like, you know, Ty Seagal, he could be on this list whenever he wants yeah, to. Yeah, pretty much. And then, of course, uh, Church of the Cosmic Skull. That was, yeah, um, yeah. For religious reasons. Which brings us to number two, All Mirrors, Angel Olsen. Uh, amazing album, very orchestral. Sounds like a combination of a Latter Day Beatles album and a Buzz Lerman soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Know it, love it, live it. Do it. Do it. Number two, Ceremony in the Into the Spirit World. Yeah. I love this album. 80s throwback. Mm-hmm. Like with synth 80s throwback. Yeah. I listened to it today. I still think it's fantastic. I like, mm-hmm. and a uh, guest surprise, a guest vocalist, Chelsea Wolf on the first yeah. song. Um, I, I just really like it. I thought it was I awesome. liked it a lot. I figured you were going to pick it at some point, so I didn't put it on my list. But at one a long time... It was going to be on my list, and I was like, "Yeah, I just give one of my people." Yeah. To the point where I was going to have a, I was going to have a cheater pick, mm-hmm. where uh, it was going to be Cherry Pickles and Knife Wife. I like one a lot more than the other. I think it just mm-hmm. scores higher. So. Yeah, ceremony. I think it's a fantastic album. It's super good, and they progressed from their. I have to go back and listen mm-hmm. to L Shape Man, but I just it was so different. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get into it. But this, they just like it was. Mm-hmm. They hit it out of the park. It was a fantastic album. And number one for moi. Yes. That would be, can you guess? Um, I'm guessing the OCs. Face Stabber OCs. <laughs> Enough said. Every every day, every year they put out another album. Uh, every album gets a little weirder. It's definitely good. It's just, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's, yes. My brother, not the one who listened. Well, who knows? They probably neither listen. My, my, one of my brothers cannot does not particularly care for the squeak toy. In the daily oh, heavy. That's, that's annoying. I love it. I just I want to record it and just hear. It's annoying. I don't, but it's fine. So but that album is really good. The, the yeah. songs you told me to listen to were were awesome. Yes. My number one. Yeah. Plague Bender. Oh yeah, I, I uh, love the play. Uh, oh, I on it. It uh, was called uh, New Calm Down. As I said, pretty much. My one through six, it was just how many times I listened to it. Yeah. Um, I really like Plague Bender. When we saw them this year, you were yeah. more into them than me. Yeah. I thought they were they were fantastic. It was one of the most amazing live shows. Yeah, they were super awesome. And this that new album just, like, I don't know, they were, it, it was just so cool, so different. It was, like, glammy yet, like, sleazy and a little new wave at times, straight rock and roll. I just thought it had everything, and it was really, really good. I think it helped out we saw them live. Do you have uh, any honorable mentions? So my honorable mentions were Knife Wife, All right. Lady Tron, uh-huh. Black Audio, which was um, Davey oh, Havoc. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was, that. Really, that was good. really good. I forgot about that. Yeah, guy. that was really And X-Hex. I would have put Pablo Matisse on there. That was a good one, yeah. But it was EP, so wow. I, I just didn't count that. But that, that was fantastic. So I have some honorable mentions, too. Mm-hmm. And I sort of single out songs that sort of stand okay. out in those albums. Lonely Stars by Leilani. And that's this weird electro album, mm-hmm. and it sounds like that song is like it sounds like being high for like a okay. word. Good old Uncle Al by Suo. Yes, that's such a good song. That's very good. <laughs> um, Fishing for fishies, 
That would be King Gizzard and the oh, Lizard that's Wizard. Right. Yeah, yeah. That which, guy that was up there on like Pitchfork, I think. Oh, it's fucking Pitchfork. Yeah. Like Pitchfork is the worst. I don't mm-hmm. know. I like that album. There are albums that I like a lot more. I forgot how much like an Alban Brothers album it sounds, except for the first song and the last song. Mm-hmm. The first song being Fishing for Fishies, which makes me giggle. The Paranoids, which probably would have been number 11. Yeah. Um, which are touring with Surfboard. Yeah, we will be seeing soon. Yes. Uh, Bear is the song. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought um, you meant the band Bear. I'm like, did I min- mm-hmm. miss something? No. Uh, Stay by Sharon Van Etten. Yes. That's the last song of that album. That's good. Sharon Van Etten, unfortunately, is a victim of having an album the same year as Angel Olsen. Yeah, no, I um, agree, because her stuff's really good, too. And finally, one you may have forgotten about, Lagoon, Worship the Van. Yes, it was. Yeah, Lagoon was... Uh, and, uh, yeah, um, has it really that Detroit rock sound. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, uh, I uh, Jamie gave me an OC Singles Yes, album. did you have that? I, said you, you I did, did not, Good, no. good. But... I forgot, like, a lot of OC stuff, a lot of their damn stuff does sound like Stooges stuff. I could see that, yeah. So that's it. That's our little list. Our silly little list. 2019 countdown. Done. Done, Finny. Yes. And I think for our final segment. Final segment. Should we get to it? Yeah, so... Oh, or do you want to do... Do you want to... Yeah, well, let's do Star Wars now. Yeah. I guess. That's what I was talking <laughs> about. What were you talking about? I was talking about concerts, but maybe favorite concerts. We can do that. Next time. Yeah, I gotta think about it. Um, Angel Olsen. Because I saw Shelter in Gorilla Biscuits oh. last weekend. Yeah. Do I have a boogie? No, why? Because you keep moving, wiggling your nose. Oh, I got my sinuses. Are really oh, okay. Dry. I'm like, do I? No, that's like a. <laughs> You've been doing the whole time. I'm like, do I have a boogie? That's like a bad thing. Like, my sinuses get really dry and I need to do it. And now, now that we're talking about it, I'm gonna do it. So, like, no, it's a, I'm not. Wasn't making fun. I was no, just it's a sinus sure. thing. It's a sinus. Um, so we went and saw Shelter and Gorilla Biscuits yeah. uh, last weekend at Reverb in Reading. Uh-huh. The parking lot was straight full. We had to like park in Reading. Oh, really? Like, off somewhere. Yeah. Ooh. But it was a good time. Shelter was fucking amazing. Gorilla Biscuits were awesome. Who else did I see? Wisdom and Chains were mm-hmm. rocking. One King Down was okay. I just wasn't really into them that much. Uh, Jesus Peace was awesome. And I saw Earth Crisis. Yeah. How who um. Well, like the first couple songs, I was like, eh, this is like kind of, it's like any like generic hardcore, straight edge hardcore. And then um, by the, like the fourth or fifth song, I started getting into it. I don't know what it was, but it, they, it, 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 it just clicked and it, they were really good. I was um, very happy with, their, with uh, their songs and their performance. They were pretty good, but I love me The Shelter. They're fucking rad. And put, start today, not start today, um... The first Gorilla Biscuits song on my on my Facebook, they did the horns and it was so pathetic. The horns that, and it was like some guy like, it was really really bad. But yeah, Gorilla Biscuits were awesome. Um, so I just wanted to, I forgot that I did that last weekend. Oh nice. So Star Wars. So right, I also so, saw. Well, well, anyway, I saw Star Wars the next morning at eight a.m. Uh, so so it's gonna be uh, spoilerific as fuck. If you've only seen the movie once. Instead of four or five times, like me and Jamie, you should fuck off now. <laughs> no, I've only seen it once. Me too. Let me set the stage, though, before we have this discussion. Okay. Because I want to talk about my pre-experience. Okay. Which may have affected my initial opinion of this movie. I, I've been... So, Oaks... I went. I saw this at Oaks. You saw this at Movie, movie Tavern. Movie Tavern, yeah. I would rather um, go to Oaks, but well, Movie Tavern was kind of cool because I got to eat breakfast and watch I think it. I'm done with Oaks. So, Oaks has started... Um, They'll sell tickets at the concession stand. Yes. And there's a kid there 
I don't know how to describe him other than to say he's a little creep. Okay. He's a creep. He's like, you would recognize the type from working at a comic Yeah, store. I could already picture And he's him. very much like, hello, sir. Can I interest you in a beverage or <laughs> or some cake? Can I upsell you that for a quarter? Would you care for this? Can I get you any other treats or something? Oh, excellent choice. Would you care to write up? Someone who's either very invested in the idea of his job or someone who is not capable of interacting as a real human. Mm, I would guess the latter. <laughs> and probably, and it is very uncomfortable. Yeah. I've actually not seen movies before because this kid was there. <laughs> really? Yes. Huh. So I endure that. And like literally I, I go up and I'm like this. I suck it up. It doesn't hurt to show human kindness. Um, it does a little bit, but it, it doesn't. I get there right as the show's about to start, meaning right when the lights are dimming. Okay. I, I timed all this. What time do you go? It was like 9.30 a.m. show. Okay. First show of the day. 20 minutes of commercials. I'm not talking 20 minutes of, I'm Olivia Wilde and I sponsored this fucking movie about kids and Coca-Cola and you should watch it. I like Olivia or, Wilde. I do too. But you know, like like that's the thing in front of Regal Theaters yes, is they I, do like yeah, this dumb movie. I saw it. They're like, ooh, popcorn. Mm, Coke. Yeah. The end. Oh, incidentally, <laughs> the movie was about like a girl conjures a genie. Ooh. And her wishes. Um, that the movie started. <laughs> in a way. She's like, I want to go to my happy place. So she jills off. She's like, brr. She jills off in the Jane. That's something I learned. A female John is called a Jane. Think, anyway. So I got a 20 minutes of fucking, this is this, this is it. This is some fucking tea you've never heard of and never will again. <laughs> 20 minutes of commercials, followed by 30 minutes of previews. Oh, God. I came very close to walking out. Yeah, I can understand. So that's that sort of... We had 20 minutes, which was yeah. fine. Do you have any good previews? Um, I honestly don't remember. I'm fucking into James Bond, I'll tell you that much. I didn't see James Bond. Uh, I don't give two strokes about Mulan. Um, I, I wouldn't mind checking it out. You ever see the animated one? Yes. I haven't. Oh, it's not there bad. Gonna be... I saw it, with, I think, when Casey was little. Oh. We, so, Mulan, really quick. Would you be angry or happy if there's no Mushu? Ooh, I don't think that. That's the first thing I said. I was like, fuck this if there's no Mushu. It would be that's funny I, if they did that. Do you yeah. remember I had that Mushu thing in my room in Malvern? I do, yeah. yeah. It smelled like fish for some reason. <laughs> It was weird. Mushu. <laughs> Why are you growing? Get out of your my douche. Yeah. But for the first there are very tedious previews. Aside from James Bond, which I'm excited to see. Yeah, I don't I honestly uh, don't I, I'd be more excited to see if so Remy Malik plays the bad guy. Mm. If he was I think he's supposed to. He is, I'm telling yeah. you. If he is playing it as Freddie Mercury. <laughs> is he, Hello, darling. <laughs> anyway, so movie. So where to begin? I liked it. I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. I, I really like Star Wars. I got a little jaded because of working at the comic book store yeah. that I I kind of, like, I didn't see really any previews, mm -hmm. but I enjoyed it. Like, I had a couple nitpick problems, but I think all together to wrap up a series like that, although I didn't think it was super wrapped up. Like, yeah. it, it is until she fucking lies, and then it makes... Uh, <laughs> well, we'll keep going. But I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked... I think they just toned down Finn enough where he was like a lot more so likable. Finn was a lot more improved. Poe was cool. I thought maybe sometimes... He was trying to be a little too much Harrison Ford at times, yeah. but I, I, he didn't bother me. Dio is my fucking favorite. <laughs> I, 
I really enjoyed it. I thought um, Ray, when she had her hood up, when she was like evil Ray, she uh-huh. was like badass. Yeah. I thought she was super cool. I wasn't surprised at the whole thing. Uh, I guess we can ruin it. The yeah, whole Palpatine we, thing. Yeah. Mark was just like, it's just going to be Palpatine. And like, had, we've been pulling, like, just been mm-hmm. behind everything the whole time. And it, it, Well, I, to their credit, they don't exactly make you wait for it. No, they don't. Um, I thought Kylo Ren was really well. I, I thought there's really cool scenes. I, I, I just enjoyed it. Like, I, as I said, I had a couple nitpick things. Mm-hmm. Like when Kylo Ren is bringing Rey more or less back to life. Is mm-hmm. Leia channeling herself in him? Or, like, there's right. some, some questions. So, so, with, make, so, way too much fucking Leia. Yeah, okay, yeah. Especially for a dead person. Um, I um, have to say, I did, like, totally want a ball when I saw Carrie Fisher. I was just oh, like, really? uh, It just so bummed me out. I was like, at least she went out on this. You know what I mean? But it she just, didn't even film it, though. She's a CGI Muppet, I think. She right? filmed some stuff. Uh, yeah, there was some stuff, so. Because of my early experience before the movie, mm-hmm. I still don't quite know how I feel about it. There are things I like and things I didn't. Thing, all right. So, first thing I didn't like the emperor, you know, that the, the crawl's like the dead speak, the emperor is alive, and then three minutes, oh, the emperor's alive. What I did like, I liked how they played that out a lot more than I thought I would. That he's like, yeah, you know, sort of this, they did a good job with this that, product of dark science, and he's not really, he's barely alive and he's attached to this machine. Mm-hmm. Thing I like the performances, yes. I think all the performances were pretty good. Even Finn, who I normally can't stand. Finn was really good, I thought. Thing I didn't like. For lack of a better word, I refer to it as plot couponing. Yes. When basically something happens with the sole intention of advancing the plot. You and Mark said the same exact thing. There's a lot of that here, and then... (laughs) I forgot about that. Hand in hand with that was... Like the chick uh, with Poe. Yeah. He's like, more or less, that character was created to move the plot along, to like give... The, oh look, you can go on a starship. So here. that annoyed me. Although that that the, that planet, I'll call it Nazi Nazi world planet, where they're just knocking on the doors. And that was Carrie Russell, I believe. Oh really? Yeah, but played that character. Oh, I like that. I like the little like the 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 droid slicer for some reason. Even though there's nothing <laughs> really when he's like. I like C three PO. I no. thought was kind of, what they did with him was kind of cool. How they like erase his memory. How he's like, I can't do that. And that little like thing was like, he was almost reminiscent of like a nice salation. Yeah. Or, um, oh, Babu Frick, my oldest friend. Funniest line in a movie. But to really go back to the the plot couponing. Yes. The other thing that somewhat annoyed me was a lot of they solved a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. Whenever there was a conflict, they're like, we'll just throw a new character or we'll have like we'll throw like fan service at it like yeah which was a little annoying thing i did like at the end when lando calrissian's like hey chick i'm gonna fuck you <laughs> is essentially what he's like she's like i don't know where i'm from he's like well we have to fix that and she's like she's like fucking lake uh, stormtrooper <laughs> so did you see solo Yes. One thing I can't wrap my head around is that Lando was in love with a droid. So it's just weird. Whenever I see him, I'm like, droid lover. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's just kind of cool, but kind of weird. He's like, yeah, I was yeah. like, he doesn't want to fuck her because she's not a droid. <laughs> he, he's, uh, Lando fucks anything with a pet movie. Yeah, Lando is really cool. And several that. things that don't. Why can't Chewbacca fucking pilot the Falcon for a change? <laughs> yeah, true. Like, I don't know. You think he's. Oh, so here's an insight not quite related to the movie. So I think Wookiee is just derogatory. I don't know. Like, everyone's like, hey, fucking Wookiee. I think it's a derogatory term. It might be. I don't know. 
It's, it's fake, so I'm not sure. It's not, it's I, mean, I don't know how to wrap my brain around argue, it. Across like 50 years or however long. You think at some point people would realize that Wookiees are like sending a beam. <laughs> so what I think it should happen yeah. is that on Endor, yeah. a product, an e walk. Here, an Ewalker yeah. appears from Leia, making her rounds of the Ewok village of mm-hmm. Wicket and Leia Skywalker, and it would be like the last Ewalker. Yeah. I thought it would be a good yeah, one. if you stayed after the credits. Uh, okay, so, yeah. so, um, so, but yeah, but one thing I, I liked, but I didn't like, was the very end uh, when Ray is burying the sabers, mm-hmm. and someone's like, "Who are you?" Some old, which she could just like fucking like just. That would be great. Force if she just like did that and you saw her eyes turn red. That would be awesome. I would have been like, oh, give me more. And then they're like, what's your name? And she's like, Ray. What's your last name? I would have been like, nosy bitch. She, she doesn't know what to say because she, it was. She doesn't want to say Palpatine because that's like saying your last name's Hitler. So she has. She looks and she sees the Jedi spirits of Leia and Luke, and she goes. Skywalker and I went fucking liar. You're a Palpatine. Yeah, Just well, fucking know. own it. Who knows? Own Who it. Knows? Or li- or look down and at your droid and say, droid, <laughs> or do. Do. I imagine she's like, she's like, she's like. Or she should be like, screw you, and bitch. And then off camera, there's like a crash Millennium Falcon and dead Poe and Kent, <laughs> so they can't tell the secret. Uh, she should have looked down her feet and said, lightsaber, <laughs> saber. Um, Thing, thing I didn't like, the whole, and it goes back to Plocupining, this dagger that somehow is like an abacus that tells Oh, it's very Goonies-like. Did you feel like a Goonies? Yeah, yeah, about? very yeah. Goonies. Uh, a thing I did like, they go through all that, and Kylo Ren just like fucking crushes the thing. He's like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. The only way you're, he's like, the only way you get this planet is if I take you. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good. The yeah. one thing that was really cool is when, because they can, like, you know, force, uh, use the force with each other and how he grabs that lightsaber. Oh, that was fucked up. That I was like really that. fucking so, cool. So, overall impressions, I think that I thought, I've had a couple days to think about it. I really like it. I think I like it more. I think I need to see it again. I want to see it probably again. Probably not in the movie theater, or at least the Regal Oaks, the weird horses. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately, like a lot of these movies, I tend to like all the Jedi shit more than the non-Jedi shit. Did you hear like Samuel L. Jackson in the voice when all the Jedis are all like, you are part of me or whatever, but supposedly Samuel L. Jackson. I missed it. I didn't, I hear, didn't him hear it, either. but I was like, everyone did talk. I wonder if Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, apparently he did. He's like, say what again, motherfucker. <laughs> I, normally you would hear his voice. Yeah. I thought I heard Slacious Crumb, to be honest. I swear to God. Yeah. I was like, he was a fucking Jedi? He's a Jedi. He's a monkey bird Jedi. <laughs> oh, he's uh, the best. Or a lizard monkey, I don't know. <laughs> so overall, it's weird, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I do feel kind of like, if anything, relieved that it's... For them it's, ending it, they really didn't. Because yeah. it's not the end of the Skywalker. She just took the name on. The one thing I say, so I bitch about her, it did kind of bother me that she did say Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted her to be her own person. Yeah. But at the same time, it kind of get like is the ending I always wanted for Terminator that the next person is John Connor. Like, mm-hmm. John Connor isn't really one person. It's just an yeah. idea. Yeah. So maybe, the, like, the idea of being a Skywalker is yeah. Jedi. I don't know, but... And she has a, a gold lightsaber or yellow lightsaber? <laughs> yes. Because... I don't know. I don't know either. Blue and green make yellow? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah Mark no, was saying don't. something about the lightsabers, too, when they were... Um, Luke and Leia were... Uh, 
uh, in like a, the whatever it's dream st- there, there's like a flashback sequence yeah. of Luke talking when he's like Leia and then like she got like a different color lightsaber there's something weird Mark said I forget exactly but yeah it's something nitpicky but she like was, said he liked it he was mm-hmm. like the only stuff I could do is like kind of nitpick but yeah he, he yeah I know I'd see it again I'm trying to think if there's anything else they kind of gave like their women at Poe and Finn so people would stop like yeah I so refer to well. they know homoed Poe and Finn mm-hmm they never explained um, Leia's space zombie power. Well, I like it again. <laughs> I, I would have been perfectly happy if there was no Leia. Well, one thing with that, with this movie, it makes the second movie in this trilogy, this trilogy, mm-hmm. really pointless. Well, I you could have just of, skipped right over also, it. Well, I think a lot of what happened in this movie was specifically to undo that movie. Yeah. Which I... I didn't hate I the liked, second one. No, I actually liked a lot of yeah, the second one. Yeah, it was one. decent. Like I, I don't know. Like as I said, I'm easy with this stuff. It's got to be really bit, like mm-hmm. shitty for yeah. me to complain. But. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, Star Wars. It's over. For now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It might be over for a while. Although I feel like Mandalorian is the way to go. Mandalorian's been really good. I have to watch the last episode of her. It was really good. Gina Carange. Uh, she's an MMA. She oh, was yeah. with MMA. She's in the. Um, oh. She played. She was in Deadpool. I think she was in Deadpool. Oh, she Domino. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think so. She's either in that or one of the X Men movies. But she's been really good. Has a good part. But I really like the Mandalorian. It's been really well mm-hmm. done. Very Western like. Oh, Don John Favreau is a bit fat to be flying an X Wing. That's I kept thinking that every time I saw him. Honestly, I was like, oh, dude, someone's a chub chub. And now I'm talking to like an Ewok love song. Mm. <laughs> so they were on Endor. The Death Star was on Endor. But it wasn't like forested Endor. I don't know. I saw the Ewoks and I went, "Yay!" Just to annoy Mark. Yeah, I felt like it's to remind you. I was, I was hoping they'd yub yub it up. I know. I was hoping that they'd end up on there, but uh, C three PO wouldn't remember uh, that he yeah. was on there, and mm-hmm. they would be like, ah, ah, yeah. "I'm doing the bowing thing." If they didn't, and because I... of his Sith program, he becomes he does become a god. He's like, "Kill them, my please." R two D two kind of got shafted. Yeah, I agree. Of course, my poor C-3PO, who I have an affection for. Ugh. Does everyone use him? He's annoying. I did like it. Like, when he's like, are we in the afterlife or droids allowed here? <laughs> yes. Anyway. Anyways, that is our Star Wars wrap-up. That yep. is our 2019 wrap-up. Wrap-up. Yep. And that's about it. And now uh, we're on the, over an hour. Yeah, well, who Holy knows? Holy You'll just cut out everything I say. Everything, yeah, it'll be like me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I agree, Lou is the best person no, ever. No, I, 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 no. I make you be like, I am wrong. Nick Cave is best. <laughs> All Jane right, off, dudes. Jane off, Jane off. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, Take care. Happy New Year. Stay yep. safe. and um, uh, Firecrackers, booze. Firecracker, firecracker. Shoot, time. boom, bah. Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny. Rah, rah, rah. rah. Hopefully, I, I should be uh, pretty sober, maybe, uh, next podcast. I might just, um, yeah, we'll discuss that next time. All right, anyway. Awesome. Bye. Happy New Year's. Yeah, but really, that Nick Cave album is the best fucking album of the year. Booyah.